Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? When are you guys going to learn? The more you indict, the more we unite. Facts. It's Trump 2024. We don't care. You heard me? We already made our mind up. You already know when the hood got your back. Man, they deep in the hood. Gangsters. Talking about Trump 2024, you heard me? Woo woo! Wah! Gangsters! The hood got this man back. I'm just trying to tell you. You heard me? And we ain't we ain't stupid, man. American people, man. We ain't we ain't all them talking about lockdowns and back when the mask and all that. You know, they got a new virus coming and it's gonna be man, nobody don't care. Ain't fooling nobody no more with none of that. You know, new jack, man, nobody. Nobody being fooled no more. We all the way up. You heard me? It's Trump 2024. That's what it's going to be because we ain't having nothing else. From sea to shining sea. Three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell radio program is on now. How about this headline? New York Post. Tell me how tell me how surprising this is to you. And this is the challenge because we can't become comfortably numb. We can't accept these, quite frankly, bombshell discoveries because there is a mountain of them. We, we can't just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they lied to us about COVID and 7 million people died. I get it. What difference does it make? Right? I can't channel my inner Hillary Clinton. Ugh. How about the headline? CIA tried to pay off analysts to bury findings that COVID lab leak was likely. So says a whistleblower. Can you imagine what we would not know? If the House hadn't flipped to Republicans, can you imagine we would have none of this? Because there's no Democrat that is interested in actual honesty. They were lockstep. They're a herd. They move in unison. There is no deviation. There is no individual thought. There is no independence. Once you're in, you owe us. You owe us your allegiance. And so we're going to tell you, freshman members of Congress who are Democrats, this is how the game is played. We are going to outline it for you. You will comply. When we say we need your support on a measure that's completely ludicrous and is antithetical to everything in the fiber of your soul, too bad. We expect you to vote alongside with us, which is why you have unanimity. Always. Always. There's no rogue nation in the Democrat Party. There's nobody with a conscience. Nobody who, who actually believes the constituents on the, on the campaign trail who come up to them with honest, heartfelt, heartfelt stories that are then manipulated and used in campaign ads but never acted upon. There, there's not a Democrat in Congress who, who stays up at night because somebody approached them with a real story, with a real struggle, with need. I mean, it's like you have to 
You have to not be human anymore. You, you have to take that side of you that cares about other people and chuck it if you're a Democrat. Because you're expected to vote for things that are disgusting. I mean, how, how do you vote in California as a Democrat, as they all did in the, in the General Assembly there in the state? How do you vote on something to allegedly force parents to affirm whatever gender their children thinks they think they are? That's just stupid. It's, it's stupid. It's dangerous. It's unconstitutional. It's unethical. And yet, you get 100% of a caucus voting that particular way, if it's the Democrat Party. We on the right, I don't know, do we, we're less likely to be cajoled, to be conned, less likely to be bribed. I don't know. I don't, I don't have the answer. But if we hadn't overtaken those seats in the House, we wouldn't have any of these hearings. You wouldn't know word one about those suspicious activity reports. There, there'd be no whistleblower stepping forward. Gary Shapley from the IRS and Joseph Ziegler, they, they wouldn't have stepped forward to testify. The people who've, who've come forward about COVID, they, they would never come forward, ever. And, and that's where this particular story comes from. Because there's a whistleblower who has now stepped forward and is speaking with this committee on the coronavirus. Right? Isn't it amazing that we have to have a subcommittee to examine the corruption of our government, which is telling us it's run out of money, right? After spending trillions of dollars to make people stay home and be afraid. That to me is, is easy math. Get out. Get, get out. The Central Intelligence Agency offered to pay off analysts in order to bury their findings that COVID-19 most likely leaked from a lab in Wuhan, China. New whistleblower testimony in Congress alleges. Now, you can be frustrated because you've known for how long. I mean, only an idiot can't connect those dots. Anytime somebody fact checks you, by the way, and you get silenced or censored or docked, or you get warned or you get put in social media prison because you were naughty, and you said something that was obviously over the mark, you know that you're onto it. And that's it. Actually, comma, COVID did not come from a lab, right? You know, give us, give us a rest. Are you trying to say they're lying to us? Well, a senior level CIA officer told House Committee leaders that his agency tried to pay off six analysts who found that SARS-CoV-2 likely originated in a Wuhan lab if they changed their position and said that the virus jumped from animals to humans. How's this any different than what Fauci did? It's not. Exactly. This is according to a letter sent Tuesday to CIA Director William Burns. So the Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic Chairman Brad Wenstrup, this is a Republican from Ohio, and also the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner, also Republican from Ohio, 
They questioned all the doc. They they requested these documents, right? Give us these documents. They asked for communications and pay in from the CIA's COVID discovery team by September 26th. Look, we need to know what's going on. According to this whistleblower, they said, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed the intelligence and and science were sufficient to make a low-confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from a lab. I mean, that it's taken us this long and we're still pussyfooting around with this language pisses me off. Say what needs to be said. You guys were fiddling with viruses because you're dark, dangerous, disgusting human beings. Because you see, let's go find the antidote and get rich off of it with Big Pharma. Because Big Pharma is insulated from litigation because Congress allowed that. Well, don't you think if we're going to be injecting these strange liquids into people's bodies that we maybe ought to make sure that they're safe and or effective? Nah. Why would we want that? The Sudafed that they want to take off the shelf right now. That's been tested. Not that drug, though, that they're going to plunge into your newborn's thigh. One of 72 she'll receive in her lifetime. So we're pussyfooting around this. Well, it kind of seems like, you know, six of seven. Paid. We're going to pay you. The CIA. Does anybody actually think the government does anything that doesn't suck? Honest to God, if you were to get rid of the CIA, the FBI, the NIH, the CDC, the all of them, get rid of them, flush them down the toilet. All of you summarily fired. Goodbye. Do you do you think that you and your family would end up being sicker? No. Do you, do you think that you and your family would be less safe? No. No. Would you and your family have a more difficult time surviving on your own, you know, doing what you do, whatever your niche is? No. No. The more I understand about the government, the more I understand about these alphabet agencies, the more I understand that there's never enough money because they use it in ways that we don't agree to and we never get the receipts. The more I realize it's all just a giant shell game. Our government is nothing but a money laundering operation. We're going to say it's going to come in for this. Oh my gosh, there's this big thing we need to do. Oh, we need to keep people safe. Hurry! Ah! Oh, thank goodness. Woo! We found the antidote. Oh my heavens, we found the answer. It's going to keep you safe. Now it's going to cost you. It's going to cost I mean, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you monetarily, absolutely, but it's also going to cost you a whole lot of other things. But trust us, we're from the government, and we're here to help. They should have the antidote. They caused the problem. Hello. (laughs) They're the ultimate fire arsonist. Arsonist firefighter. There you go. Why are so many firebugs volunteer firefighters? There's a hero complex. Something. But in the case of our government, these clowns have gotten rich. There's no reason Joe Biden should have two homes where he has two homes. Right? They, they're, they're not supposed to be getting rich. And yet they're getting rich. And you're getting broke. And while you're being broken, they're lying to you about science. 
They're lying to you about data. They're lying to you about safety. They're lying to you about the results. If we just waved a magic wand and got rid of all of these idiots, how much safer and happier would your life be? I'm going to go with quite. So there you go. CIA bribing analysts. Here's some cash. Don't say it came from a lab. Why ever would that be? It's, it's almost like all these people are connected. I don't know. That might just be me, the conspiracy theorist. I got audio for you. It's the audio of the day. It is the sheriff in Fulton County, Georgia, tasked with fingerprinting and doing the mugshot for Donald Trump. CNN wants this guy to gush about how Donald Trump was groveling and how he felt so good that he got to stick it to this corrupt pr- She didn't get what she bargained for. Don't miss this sound. It's important. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Is there anybody in there? Nope. It's such an applicable song, isn't it? You gotta you gotta pepper it in at just the right time. Is there anyone home? Did you guys see any of these photos? Did you see the video of, of John Fetterman? Right? It makes me so sick to say that he's a senator from Pennsylvania. What a disgrace. The this the John Fetterman is a video of him, allegedly him. It's not him. It's just not him. There is no debate that it's not him. Dude doesn't have tattoos. They're not in the right spot. Doesn't have the same ears. His head is a different shape. He responds immediately when somebody asks him, did you hear the House has launched an impeachment inquiry? Immediately. He responds with this, oh, like this fake drama, like, oh, that's such a big deal. First of all, that's not how John Fetterman post his stroke responds to anything. He needs equipment. And you're, you guys are going to try to pass that off on us? A fake John Fetterman? See, this is, they don't even care. They don't care that you see that it's not the same guy. They don't care that you see that it's not anything remotely close to what they're saying it is. That the facts don't line up. Right? You're being told, do not trust your lying eyes. We're going to tell you what the reality is. It is our reality. You best see it that way. And if you don't, look out. Owen Schroyer, 60 days in jail. Enrique Tario, there you go, 22 years in jail. Wasn't even in the zip code of January 6th. So CNN, I forget the name of the gal, whatever. She's got uh, the Fulton County Sheriff on the show. His name is Pat, let me see. Pat Labatt, Pat Labatt, let's just say that. He's the Fulton County Sheriff. He's the guy who had to process Donald Trump a couple weeks ago when he was indicted, right? In August. And you can tell that she's salivating. She wants it. She wants that he was groveling. She wants that he had a tear in his eye. He was disgraced. His head was slumped. His shoulders were slumped. He was in shame. She did not get what she was looking for. And she keeps going for it, keeps going for it. And this sheriff, it should not matter, but he's a black man. All right. They're making things try to matter. He talks about the gravity and the, the sadness of watching where we are as he has to process a former president of the United States. Listen. You were there with him in your jail. What was that like for you? How would you, you know, how could you describe his 
demeanor as he was being booked? Well, I will tell you, having having been in law enforcement for 32 years, having been in a jail environment equally as long, it was eerily quiet when you have that many security protocols in place. I will tell you, he, he came out, he was very stoic, uh, really, really in a space that he was able to uh, really lean on what we were doing, what we planned. And so we took his mugshot, took his fingerprints as we would anybody else. And ultimately, we arranged for his bond paperwork to be brought to the motorcade so that we could get him in and off the premises as quickly as possible. It's interesting when you describe his, his demeanor as stoic, that it was eerily silent. When you went through all that, the mugshot, the fingerprinting, did he say anything? Did he have any conversation or was he silent? No, he, he was pretty silent. We spoke. Uh, our, our team gave very clear instructions. He took the mugshot and, and, like anybody else, took his fingerprints. And, again, he was in and out pretty quickly. And then no issue with any of it? I mean, not that he could have, but, I mean, he was, uh, in terms of his face, as you say, it was just it was stoic. There was no expression. No, it was, again, eerily silent. And, uh, really, it was... For me, on a personal level, it was heartbreaking to see uh, someone of that stature and, and who represents our country in that fashion having to go through this. But again, the women and men of the Fulton County Sheriff's Office, both our sworn and professional team, very, very, very professional and, and making sure that we follow through, not only with our commitment to serve our community, but really focus on the job at hand and, and get the former president out. She's salivating. She throws out the hook, right? She's got the fishing rod. She put that worm on the hook and she sent it. And he's like, no, man, this is wrong. It was as difficult for me to watch. It's an historic moment. I'm witnessing it. Was he, what was he like? Really? CNN, you are obsessed and you suck. I just thought I would put that out there for everybody. All right, do not go anywhere. This New Mexico governor with the gun grab. (laughs) My, my, my. Almighty hellfire is raining down on that young lady. Well, not so young. Next (laughs) on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We're going to talk about this New Mexico governor with her ridiculous ideologues vision of stealing your rights. No constitutional right is guaranteed or absolute. I beg your pardon. But before we get to that, because there's pushback. Did you guys hear the pushback? <laughs> not only are the sheriffs saying, you know what? I'm not going to enforce that, sister. Nice try, but ain't going ain't gonna to do it. Right? Now the DA in town in Bernalillo County. No, we're not going to enforce that. And she's not pleased. New uh, New Mexico Governor Grisham, not pleased. But I like this story from the Daily Mail. I don't like it, but it's, again, you got to see where they're going. All right, so what's what's upcoming? Cold and flu season, right? Aren't we in the throes of it? I know we're in allergy season right now, at least in my sl- slice of the land before time, southwestern Pennsylvania. My sons with the allergies are going nutty. Soon we're going to open the door into the cold and flu season. Normally happens about a month or two months after, after school starts. We get that barking seal cough. Right? That's the way it goes. It always happens. Well, apparently, the FDA has decided all those over-the-counter medicines that you've used for years, whether it be for your allergies or for cold or flu or what have you. Nope. 
we're not going to we're not going to allow you to get that anymore because of what? Well, I'll just give you the cut line and it's that they want you to get vaccinated, (laughs) right? Don't take all these other things. No, no, no. Just get the vaccine. This is going to solve all of your problems, right? As now magnets stick to my arm, a medicine used by millions of Americans for a stuffy nose does not work. A Food and Drug Administration panel ruled today. Well, isn't that curious? Have you guys taken things for stuffy noses? Because I have. Brock, have you used products? I'm big on the Vicks, the yeah. Theraflu, and yeah, Mucinex. Yeah. Does that work? Uh, it, works it works for me. For me. I, I it mean, gets uh, me through the day working works, with you. It works for me, right? A medicine used by millions of Americans for a stuffy nose does not work. Don't trust your own experiences. We're here to tell. We are the FDA. And How about we're here this? To Another you. time they're wrong. Right, right. No, <laughs> shh. I can't be. Phenylephrine, phenylephrine, phenylephrine is the most common active compound in over-the-counter drugs like Benadryl allergy plus congestion, Sudafed PE, and Tylenol cold and flu severe day and night. I have at least two of those in my cupboard right now. But an FDA panel said after a two-day review, big deep dive, that the oral decongestant, decongestant, quote, is not effective at standard or even high doses compared to a placebo. One could make the same argument about but the jab, right? It's not effective. Not going to keep you from getting it. And placebo won't hurt you. It's not going to stop you from getting sick. It's not going to stop you from being hospitalized. In fact, the lion's share of people dying from COVID are the ones who were vaccinated, ladies and gentlemen. But, you know, then there's that. The FDA's ruling is not binding, But it strongly suggests an agency, the agency could soon heed their advice and pull its approval, forcing companies to pull or reformulate their products. Seems like another money grab. Seems like another way to sink a bunch of money into crap that doesn't matter. Seems another branch of the government that sucks. That you fund and yet you have no idea what you get for it. Why are we paying? For what are we paying? We're not getting the basic services we need. America's infrastructure is an abomination. Where's all the work on that? That's another money laundering operation. All of this is. And yet they want you to be too stupid. They want you to say, well, gee whiz. That FDA, those whippersnappers, they are so amazing. They just decided in two days that the ingredient that for me has worked for years really isn't effective. I was wrong this whole time, right? My nose that cleared up was clearly mistaken. Thank goodness the FDA is here to set me straight. What a bunch of jags, right? I can finally breathe. Uh, no, wow. I can't. No, I can't. I must, I must have problems. <laughs> How about this? I love this story. So this whole gun grab. So Friday of last week was when this started. When you have your your leftist ideologue governor in New Mexico who who dreams of, of using an emergency, right? We have a public health emergency. People are killing each other on the streets with guns. And I have to do something to do. And I have to make a move, even if that move tramples your constitutional rights. Well, you know, it's the price we've got to pay, she said. 
And so she holds a press conference. We played it for you. She's asked by a reporter, do you really think that a 30-day ban on weapons, concealed carry, private carry, self-defense, law-abiding people ban on carrying firearms in Albuquerque? 30 days, right? That's going to move the needle. That, that criminals are going to stop their criminality. No, she said. No, I don't. But I have to do something. Really? No, you don't. And so now, after the sheriff there of Bernalillo County did a press conference yesterday, and he was like, you know what? I, this is unconstitutional. I will not enforce this. Sorry, but there are rights afforded to every citizen of this country, and she's going to trample on it under the, the name of an emergency to keep us all safe. And I'm not going to follow it. Well, apparently she's not that, she's not that pleased by that. Did we ever grab sound with her or not? No. There's really nothing to hear because it's just a leftist being annoyed that somebody stood up to her because they're used to steamrolling. Well, she says apparently she doesn't need a lecture on constitutionality from that guy. Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen. Of course, Allen and his press conference, he said, look, neither he nor my deputies are going to enforce this ban on concealed open carry Firearms, not going to do it. It's unconstitutional. Everybody paying attention knows it's unconstitutional. And in that press conference, Sheriff Allen said, I hold my standards high and I do not nor ever will hedge on what is right. North is still north. I take my oath seriously, he said. And he went on to address Grisham's ban, saying the temporary ban challenges the foundations of our Constitution. Most importantly, it is unconstitutional. Well, so she got she gets a little don't don't scorn a woman. Right. These women, boy, don't they need power. Don't you dare question me. Do you know who I am? Yeah, a moron. So she responded by saying, I don't need a lecture on constitutionality from Sheriff Allen. What I need is action. Well, Ms. Grisham, here's a novel idea. Why don't you crack down on crime? Why don't you actually have district attorneys who prosecute offenders? Why don't you send a robust message to the criminal element the way Rudy Giuliani did in the 90s? Clean it up. Clean up the city. Pick up the garbage. The broken window syndrome is a real thing. When you start, when you start cleaning things up, when folks start feeling safe again, because there are police patrols out there, but see, you guys have defunded the police. You're the ones who squawked about how horrible and predatory the police are. So now there's a dearth of officers who want to actually be cops. And so what happens? Well, there's this crazy spiral. There's this effect that happens. You go after people who are not bad people. You create the illusion that they're bad people. You take away the funding that allows for them to keep you safe. And then you're mystified when crime goes up. Why don't you talk to the, to the parents of the child in Albuquerque whose, whose child found a loaded firearm and pulled the trigger? Because that's one of the casualties that you, Madam Governor, clutched your pearls over we don't want anybody to die but blaming guns 
and then persecuting the lawful is idiotic and you know it. And this is beautiful, too, because the D.A. of Bernalillo County, okay, Albuquerque's D.A. says Fungu to her and says, I will not enforce your suspension of Second Amendment rights. It's clearly unconstitutional. As sheriffs from around the country are weighing in on this, don't even think about dipping your toe into this water because we will absolutely shut you down. We don't need a, an act of Congress. We don't need to take a vote on it. There is no debate. There is no town square discussion. The answer is hard no, period. She didn't like that. Too bad. As a lawsuit is challenging the headline-grabbing order issued by New Mexico Governor Michelle Grisham that banned legal gun owners from carrying their weapons, la, 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 a top prosecutor says he wants nothing to do with the edict. Good for you. Your job's already hard enough. Bernalillo County District Attorney Sam Bregman said Saturday that he, as with Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller, Police Chief Harold Medina, would not enforce the order according to the Associated Press. As an officer of the court, I cannot and I will not enforce something that is clearly unconstitutional. Might that give anybody out there who's leery of stepping out of the shadows and into the spotlight to stand alone where north is still north and to buck the trend that everybody else is falling in line with to support because they don't want to lose friends on Facebook. They don't want to be called something they're not. They're worried about the pushback or they're just wusses who long ago stopped having a backbone. These are stories of success, of insanity, of power grabs, of unconstitutionality, of everything that is wrong. And you know it. And little people who do big things, standing up and saying, oh, hell no. That, I think, is extraordinarily empowering. You know, I like to do that for you. I like to like lift you up before I then kick you in the butt because that's coming, lib of the week. It's always one of those things that makes you wonder, oh my goodness, how do these people reproduce? It happens. Lib of the week, next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. All right, so I just got a little a little tidbit here. Brock sent it to me. Did you just happen to stumble upon this, Brock, or did somebody send it to you? I stumbled upon it. Well, so this is uh, this is the breaking news headline. This is from Twitter. Take it for what it is. I like to believe these things because it, it, nothing surprises me anymore. The Biden White House is expected to send a letter to news agencies directing them to ramp up scrutiny of the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. Now, why would they do that? They say ramp up. That's all they've been doing anyways. What are they going to ramp up? Well, I think it's interesting that ramp up is the is the phrase here because it obviously admits what we all have been saying. And it's this... Co- Joe can't walk upstairs. It's this cohabitating between the media and the Democratic Party in the White House, right? When you co-mingle with all that stuff, throw in a burner phone and an $80,000 diamond. I mean, who knows? The sky's the limit. According to the leaked letter, the White House is attempting to influence the media's perspective and dictate how they report. Now, the White House is code for Barack Obama. 
They're asking the media. Obama is asking the media to report on the lack of evidence. And we're already seeing some outlets jumping on board. This is not democracy. This is mixed with everything else this administration has done that crosses every line that we as Americans consider sacred. Obviously, without doubt, the most corrupt time in American history. Duh. And the jig is up. It's all unraveling. They are scared to death. They've got to stay in office so they stay out of prison. That's why these people run endlessly. Period. It's becoming increasingly clear. Donald Trump was right. Again, about everything. And you have to ask yourself this question. How is anybody who's even remotely paying attention able to vote for this nonsense, this corruption from the Democratic Party? You can't. Period. It, it sickens me too, and I, and I will say this. How many of our industries have been completely corrupted? I know the media, I, I was a part of it for 20 odd years. And it, it took a long time for me to see it. And now that I'm on the outside looking in, I see it so clearly. It's disgusting. There's no objectivity. There's no actual fact finding. It's manipulation. It's propaganda. It's exactly what George Orwell warned about in 1984. It is the clone troopering of people in what is supposed to be a constitutional republic where you have the freedom to be you, to do you, the way you see fit. Just not by the people who are so afraid of getting caught that the media would be complicit in this scheme. Sickens me. Think about medicine. Medicine corrupted by the likes of Fauci and Walensky and Collins and others and the people on these advisory boards that have PhD and MD after their name. How is it that all of these people have been bought and paid for? Because you don't go along with something like this if you haven't been compromised. If you subscribe to the philosophy that North is still North, you sleep very comfortably at night. Even if you have no friends, even if you're penniless, the conviction in your soul that you know who you are and you are unwavering in that individual is something they must envy with everything they have. Because once you cash the check, once you've been bought, once you've been corrupted, once you've had the blood, you don't come back. Well, this is one of the more interesting times of the week because every time Wednesday, last soundbite of the show, we try to give you the reminder that there is true help that is needed out there. And it is called Lib of the Time week. now for the Wendy Bell Radio Programs. Oh, love me, love me, love me. I'm a liberal. Liberal of the Week. <laughs> All right, so... Brock chose this during the broadcast today to give you some inside baseball. I like to give Brock the opportunity to tell us what the heck it is and how we need to, to be set up for it. It's a child oh, okay. who unfortunately sees harm and danger in things that he shouldn't. 
How old? Do we know how old this individual is? He looks is? to be about 13, if maybe 16 years old, but he's obviously been watching CNN and... Well, he's been in a public school, probably. Probably. Product of that. And I will just... Not a spoiler alert. He came from San Francisco. Okay. Well, you know what? That was well done. I'm ready to go. So... I just uh, moved to the suburbs from San Francisco. Everything looks a little bit pale orange because California is on fire. So uh, that's that's that. Um, but what really makes me feel unsafe here is the vast amount of American flags I see. <laughs> like I walked around not like, the fire uh, like a three, four, five block radius. Uh, and I saw so many American flags, and that makes me feel so unsafe. Uh, like, I, I, I'm afraid of the people here. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting this phone call in right now. Hello? Oh, hi, Venezuela, you're calling. You're offering that dude to come live with you. Excellent. Hey, young man. Honestly. He says he feels unsafe because of flag. After saying oh. California is on, on fire. fire. It's on fire. I'm not worried about the raging wildfires. Those damn flags. Holy mackerel. They're killing my sleep. I can't sleep. <laughs> you can't make it up, ladies and gentlemen. But you can make fun of it. And we enjoy doing that every day. Thanks for watching and listening to the Wendy Bell Radio program. Get the podcast. See you back here tomorrow. Peace. Peace.